0: Please listen
1: carefully. Hello and welcome to the Film Revere podcast, episode number 30. I'm your host, Zach Hamilton. My guest for this week is seasoned actress Lyric Lewis. Lyric is known for her work on NBC's AP Bio, in which she plays the outspoken, strong-willed, and always-hustling history teacher, Steph who helps hold it down in the teacher's lounge. She is a true scene stealer, and her comedic timing is impeccable. Lyric also recurs on FX Network's Baskets and has been part of Fox's Brooklyn Nine-Nine and Comedy Central's Drunk History. And with that, let's get into my talk with Lyric. Well, thanks for joining me on the Film Review podcast today, Lyric.
2: Yeah, of Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here.
1: Yeah. So on the show today, we're going to be discussing your early career in the entertainment industry as well as your role as Steph in the hit comedy series AP Bio. But what I'd love to start by asking is what was the turning point in your life that made you decide to pursue acting full time?
2: You know what? And I think I would always wanted to do it as a kid. Like I enjoy theater and stuff like that. But I think pursuing it full time, like And I went to Syracuse um, for theater. Um, And so like, I was like, yeah, I'll study that. But I think that just doing like little retail jobs and really trying to figure out like, at one point I was like, I think I want a minor in psychology and, you know, do all that stuff. But I really think that nothing else fulfilled me like entertaining other people. And like nothing else truly gave me joy than like seeing people laugh and making people laugh. And like, doing that and so that's when I was like I need to figure out a way to do this 24-7 because everything else is (laughs) you know fine and like I'm making money to survive but I'm like I want to do something I truly love and let everything else fall into place behind that so
1: yeah definitely now my question I guess would be I mean obviously you went to school for this so was your initial aspirations for television or film or was it initially stage?
2: you know what I think It's so weird because I was thinking about that. And I don't know if I remember, like, I think that obviously as a kid, like I started out on the stage and, you know, even at Syracuse, the training is stage primary. Mm -hmm. That's like all we train for is theater, theater. So I think, and, you know, I still do that at the Groundlings where we just do sketch comedy and improv, you know, on stage. So I think that my natural inclination was, I love a live audience reaction. Like I love to do stuff to egg an audience on and to get up hearing that. But I do think while um, I was in college, I feel like that probably was a turning point where there was something about, um, and who really did it from was like Regina Hall, which is so weird and scary movie, where <laughs> I was just like, oh, like, I don't know why something in that clicked." where I was like, I want, I was like, I think I want to pursue television and film and like still do comedy, but like to the super masses. And yeah. You know, even shows like Mad T V, SNL, things like that that to me
0: mm-hmm. are
2: like a perfect blend of theater and you know, television where it's like it is an audience, but you are on T V, but you are still making people laugh and you can have both. And so that's yeah. when I was like, I wanna pursue where I can have both, um, in television so yeah, probably in college is when I really figured that out.
1: Definitely. Well, and I think the interesting thing too, and it was interesting for me as well, because I mean, my background's in visual effects. um, But I remember, like, I worked on the film Fifty Shades Freed, which always gets a lot of laughs. They're like, really? I'm like, yeah, well, you know, it's a thing. But what really blows my mind is when you start to realize how many people saw it, which is definitely something you're experiencing now with AP Bio, which we'll get into later. But I mean, millions of people are seeing these episodes. So, it's yeah. kind of crazy when you go from, like, a an audience in a theater to literal masses, as we're talking about here, where millions of people are seeing your performance. It's kind of wild.
2: It is. It's Yeah, it's very... Um, and I think you always think about it as an actor, in regards to other actors, that you're like, that must be crazy, you know? But then, like, the flip side of being like, oh, like, people actually... Like, I had someone recognize me from my voice, which I was like, Huh? But they were like, wow. oh, yeah, you're the teacher on AP Bio because they were like, "You, I recognize your voice, like you talking. And I was like, oh, that's weird, but I'm like, oh that's like that's what that feels like so, yeah
1: it's crazy. Yeah, and I mean you're definitely getting to the point 100% of being recognized instantly I mean I was on a film shoot when you know your publicist reached out to me and I'm like oh yeah you know I, she looks really familiar why does she look familiar and I you know talked to one of the guys on the set and they're like oh my gosh she's on AP bio she's like one of the teachers she's like my favorite and I'm like oh my all right wow. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna have to check this out so but yeah definitely at that point now for sure um, but getting back to the beginnings, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome in the beginning? And are any of those still challenges you face now? You know, it's so
2: because I had stupid challenges and real ones. <laughs> and one yeah. of my stupid ones was that I feel like it's so weird because as much as like college prepares you for work and like Syracuse did prep. But I feel like it, there's only so much prep you can do for the real world, especially for
0: acting. Mm-hmm. Like,
2: like entertainment is such a beast that like you cannot teach people how to be ready to go out and audition truly like auditioning for the friggin' Chicago at the Syracuse stage is nothing compared to doing thousands of auditions and getting a no. Um, so I yeah. think the, one of the biggest things I overcame was just, I feel like myself and like really, I feel like humbling myself after college and being like, you like reminding myself that I, like, It's a muscle and I should always be trying to get better and improve myself Mm
0: -hmm. and
2: learning that through auditioning over and over and people being like, she's too big or stop all that eye acting or like (laughs) things that I'm like, (laughs) yeah, because I act and I'm like, I love to use my face, you know, and people being like, like me being like, oh, it's funny or whatever versus being like, okay, let me get re-humble myself and really do the work and put my head down. And prove to people that like, you know, I can do this or be able to take it on the chin. If it's a hundred auditions and it's a no and not take that personally, but to keep going and be like, that this wasn't my job. That wasn't my job. My job is somewhere, but like that just wasn't it. And not being destroyed over the thousands of auditions that you don't get. So I feel like that probably was the biggest one. Just keep being, pushing myself forward.
1: Yeah. 100% I mean and speaking about auditions can you actually remember your first audition and what it was for
2: you know what I'm trying to remember I thought about this too and like I feel like it was in St. Paul Minnesota because after series my mom lives there so I went back there for a year to quote-unquote save money which (laughs) quote-unquote did not very little happened. um but um oh god I want to say it was for like some commercial there because Target is based there so it was something like a Target commercial and it went horrible because Oh no. (laughs) I didn't remember like this is before I really I don't know what I thought about I thought I was like hot shit and the concept of you have to look like your headshot somebody did not remind me of that so my headshot was like me like now but I decided to dye my hair blonde on a whim And went to the second commercial with the blondest hair and they were like, please exit stage. (laughs) Like,
1: oh man.
2: And I was like so embarrassed. And like, I didn't get it. I didn't think about it till like years later. Like I was like, I thought I did great. Like, and they, they were clearly like looking at my picture and being like, what happened to you? Yeah. And then I was like, oh, I didn't like girl. And it was just so stupid. It was dumb. But like, I had no idea. And I thought I was like, I have a BFA in acting. Clearly they'll hire me
1: oh yeah well and i think that's funny too i mean they even touched on that what was that movie the disaster artist with uh james franco and he talks about like don't don't get rid of the beard and that's like a big moment when he has to shave it and it's going to cost him a role like even something like facial hair or hair in general can literally cost your role like it's funny how that works it's frustrating at times for sure um, do you do you think that auditions have become easier as time has gone on I mean we talked about you know 100 auditions and potentially getting a no and how damaging that can be I mean do you find it easier now
2: oh yeah and I think that even before I got AP Bio I feel like I had a director at the Groundlings, who his name is Dorian Black but it's so great and we like I was prepping for an audition when I was doing a show with him and he gave me some of the best advice and he was just like just throw it away and he was like just like he was like don't fret so much about getting everything more perfect and he was like, granted, you know, it's their stuff, you want to get it right. But he was like, you're an improviser. And he was like, you're an actor. And he was like, feel this. Like, you Mm -hmm. know what is coming next. And he was like, feel it. And he was like, stop trying to be like, you missed the the. And so you have to trash the other three pages that you did. And he was like, you know what you're talking about. And like before that, I think I I was auditioning like that, that if I missed, like, a the, then I was like, huh, you know, and yeah. versus just thinking, like, you know what the scene is about. And so now, you know, especially I extra relaxes. I'm like, I'm on a show. You, you guys, come on, guys. But I think I also, <laughs> you know, I think I go into it with this confidence of, like, I know this character and, like, so... I'm gonna lock eyes at you and feel this, and also I feel like I've really adopted the attitude of whatever is for you will be for you. And I truly feel like I'm like, if this is supposed to be my job, it will be, and if it I'm gonna obviously do the work, but I'm like, I know that I did a great job, and if it is does not come back to be mine, then it this wasn't my job. And I go, I still made connections with these directors and the showrunner. I still had fun in the room. We all had a great time. And it'll be something else with them. So much easier now.
1: Yeah. Now, the last question I have as far as auditions are concerned would be what's the craziest role you've ever auditioned for? There has to be at least one, I'm sure.
2: I want to say, um, I want to say it was for the new roots that came out a couple years ago. <laughs> okay. And and I got the audition in my email. And I saw it and I was like, because oh, granted, like, I can do drama. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, you know, was trained in it, but yeah. you know, I coined myself as a comedic actress. So I got the root. And I was like, roots. And I, obviously I'm like, I know the story roots. So I was like, Oh, and it was like for Kizzy's mother. So I was like, Oh, Kizzy Kente's life. And I was like, Oh my God, this is so deep. And every scene was like crying. Yeah. It was so dramatic. and just the heaviest material. And I was like, Oh my, like, and I just like went, like I went in like dreading it. Cause I was like oh my, like, I was like, I can't, like, I was like, please let someone dramatic do this. And I went in, um, casting director, and she's like very, intense. she's known to be, like, very intense and, like, whatever. And, like, there was one scene where, like, things are being thrown at me, and I was, just like, reacting, like, imagining I was reacting, you know, using my mm-hmm. BFA skills. And, like, out of nowhere she just threw a box of Kleenex at me. Like, at oh my, my scene. I was like, oh, and I, like, reacted, but, like, had to keep going. But it was just so, like, The energy was crazy. I was just like, oh, like it just really threw me for a loop, and I was like, this was bad. Like I was like, I um, need to just be able to be like, you guys, thank you, but you know, I think I'm okay. Yeah, it was because I wanted to go out for it because I was like, I can do drama, but I was also like, it's so
1: deep, like. Yeah. yeah that's a big one to step into that's not like yeah. dipping your toes in there that's like yeah. this is gonna be a challenging film shoot here oh my gosh yes and i just was like am i ready for this it was so much going on and then a box kleenex came at me great <laughs> i just love how you're like reacting to fake things and then real things start flying and you're like my god Man, when
0: uh, i tell you
1: all right. Well, you know, before we get to your role in AP Bio, I would love to take a moment to kind of focus on some of your likes and dislikes when it comes to television, not as an actress, but more as a viewer. Uh, and first off, what is your number one favorite TV show of all time? Ooh, of all time, you know, besides
2: AP Bio, um, <laughs> number. This is a tough one. I thought I just want to feel like it's probably, ah, probably several of them. I want to say probably okay. I'm gonna to to do like three.
1: That's fine. I'm 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 am okay with that.
2: <laughs> I feel like it live *In Living Color* is up there because I was little little when I used to watch that, but I feel like mm. it first gave me my sketch. Like I feel like it opened my funny in a way that I was like it just like opened my little mind to like comedy and funny in like a very raw way. Yeah. Um, I would have to say martin i loved martin um i sneak and watch that on like hbo and like i don't know how i was like doing very long bathroom breaks as a kid (laughs) and being like yeah yeah, i'm going to the bathroom for 30 minutes um and i want to say like there's one that oh my this is so dumb like (laughs) so stupid like i love like boy meets world it's (laughs) so dumb
1: oh my gosh really now the question now that i have to ask if you love it so much are you watching what is the new one girl meets world with the like uh the, the sequel series daughter, right yeah yeah
2: I'm, I'm not watching the reboot i'm like a medium fan of like super reboots because i'm like just just make something new guys
1: yeah i you know i had a question in the bag here about if you had a guilty pleasure show and honestly i don't feel like boy meets world is really a guilty pleasure show i feel like a lot of people liked it um do you have like a legitimate guilty pleasure show
2: oh yeah reality tv for me is like <laughs> and i love like the vh1 shows they're so i mean i love like love and hip-hop new york atlanta hollywood i'm like so so on but new york and atlanta i'm like yes, yeah new york gave me <laughs> cardi b before cardi b was cardi b like i was like yes very much um i wouldn't call the real housewives of atlanta guilty pleasure but like i just love real like messy reality tv i don't know why but i'm like cooking shows, reality TV, like, um, like Temptation Island, like stuff like that. Like, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> which is so, like, who cool, but I'm like very... I'm
1: very into it, I'm yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and it's funny. For me, I'm really into reality TV as well. But it's like there's the, the clean and, like, really well-produced, like, cooking shows, for instance, right? Like, this is our thing. But that's not the stuff I'm into. I'm into the stuff with, like, Kitchen Nightmares where Gordon Ramsay's in there. And it's, a, you know, a shit show. It's just going bad. Like, that's the stuff that's interesting. <laughs> when it gets messy, yeah, like mean, you yeah. said. Messy.
2: Kitchen nightmares, and I'm into, Um <laughs> I also love um, Hell's Kitchen. Um, I just love Oh my, him. that
1: is vicious. That is some serious savagery.
2: Gordon Ramsay just like breaking. I want to know the <laughs> plate budget for Hell's Kitchen because he breaks so many plates. He throws away so many beef willies, so many scallops, <laughs> so much risotto that I'm like, what is the food? A plate budget for the <laughs> show?
1: I honestly just love when they cut to the, the actual genuine people there that are like, because it's a real restaurant. Like, people go there for this reason. And there are moments, like, I feel like it may be an actor or an actress, but then there are moments where you're like, that's not an actor, and that's a real reaction. And it got that's real a,
2: very quick. Yeah, somebody who was, like, excited about going to Hell's Kitchen, and it was like, <laughs> oh, Gordon Ramsay is on ten all the time. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. Um, well, lastly, if we were to look through your DVR or streaming services, what shows would we find? What are you currently watching? Oh,
2: God, I'm currently watching. I continue watching on Hulu so funny because it's like Homicide Hunter with Detective Kenda, Worry about him. Um, because I'm also into true crime. So I love, like, forensic files, okay files, um, anything murders, um, sexy murders, Mm -hmm. Where have they gone? So Homicide Hunter is like this guy in Colorado Springs, This detective who's like solved over like three hundred and eighty homicide cases. And it's just like reenactments of his like best cases. Like it's crazy. Um also um Castle
1: Rock. Ooh, that is a that is a tremendous show. I am like severely into that show. So good. Yes.
2: I love it. I have to rewatch it because I feel like I put it on and was like I feel like that's one of those shows that, like, if you do anything for five minutes, you come back and you're like, wait, what timeline
1: is this? Exactly. Yep.
2: <laughs> and so I'm like, I need to rewatch it. But Castle Rock is on there. Living Single is on, because it's Kulu has it. So I'm like, that's in there. um What else? And, like, a lot of, like, and I feel like my, like, Netflix is, like, um I'm like, I listen to a lot of books. Uh, podcast like a um, crime podcast with so like a lot of like true crime shows at like the galapagos affair like documentaries i'm a big documentary person like i love them love it so that and i feel like that's like and then like reality tv and like the first 48 <laughs>
1: like, oh my gosh first 48 there was a comedian that said this best he's like don't go to those towns because in 48 hours like well we didn't get them so moving on like that's terrifying to me um. exactly
2: do not <laughs> go to they're always in like cleveland and like <laughs> like don't go to cleveland ohio even yeah I have it's like bad my,
1: when it's in a place you live before you're like i lived here oh my gosh i'm so happy i survived
2: minneapolis a lot and i went to oh, yeah. high school in st paul you know minneapolis so like it's minneapolis and i'm from new orleans and they're in new orleans a ton which i was like we already knew new orleans was on and popping but
1: yeah Well, real quick, I do want to give a shout out to an amazing podcast since you're talking about that and maybe you haven't heard about it, which is Sword and Scale uh, is a true crime podcast, which I recommend... Uh, cautiously only for the fact that it is very raw in the sense that it's not reenactments like this guy does a heavy amount of research for each episode and then includes actual 911 calls actual court recordings of like the proceedings that happen after the person gets caught he interviews the people involved like the actual people not actors you know reenacting letters or anything like that it's pretty great but there are some episodes you're like wow this got a little too intense for me but it's great for true crime fans so it's a good one and
2: see that you're speaking my language because me and mike buday go a long way back um i love sword and Scale, <laughs> and oh my gosh it, yes i mean i it's it, it, one of those that when i first started listening to it like i got into it like any like he was like episodes on episodes in so i like binged it and then i had to like stop listening to it for like maybe like a couple months because i was like this is it is heavy. Yeah, it's heavy, like, right? I yeah. was like, I'm like sad, but it's so good. But then, of course, I got back in and we're back. Um, back in we're back, best friends in my brain. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I love Florida <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and it's, it's a rarity because he actually interviews people, which is such a, like, scary area to be in, like, that gray area where it's like,
0: yeah.
1: you know, I, I oh, man, I don't know if I could do that. That's that's getting a little too close for comfort, personally. Um, but moving on to your role in AP Bio, a show that focuses on a former philosophy professor who takes a job teaching AP Biology and uses his students to get back at people in his life who have wronged him, mainly Miles. Um how did you first hear about this project and how did you come to be cast in the show?
2: Oh my God, I heard about it just like, um, you know, just came in an email just like for pilot season Mm -hmm. last year. And it was one of the, I feel like it was the only pilot that I read from the season that like made me laugh out loud. It was on the page like that early, like before, you know, a table read or anything like that. And I was like, and right away I was like, Oh my God, Steph, I love her. And like her original description was like a rambunctious blonde and I was like, oh, but I was like, I just like love her. And I was like, you know, we're just going to go. I would never forget because I emailed my team back and I was like, I'm not blonde. And they were like, it's fine. Like, they, you know, they want to see you. And I was like, okay.
1: And so. <laughs> see, now I if we were Target commercial days, you would have nailed that description. Though.
2: I would have killed it. <laughs> killed it. Um, but yes, but I loved it. And so I went in for it like early in pilot season um, because after Mad TV, I feel like all of a sudden now I was like in the early call in for pilots, like um, yeah. January, February, which was great. Cause normally it's kind of February, March, Some people even like April, it was early and I went in and even reading like Michael Bryan was there and like, um, Andrew Singer, like they had an early producer session and all of them were there and it was great. And like the vibe was there and like one of the other teachers on the show, Mary, Mary Thone, like we read together. Initially, and like right away, just was like cackling and like ah, and then I was like, oh, like we both were like, who are you, and where have you been, (laughs) and what's going on? And so the giving, getting it was like, I feel like it's one of those stories that you hear about, but Mm -hmm. you you're like that'll never be me. But it was like it was like a crazy whirlwind. Like it was between um, another show wanted me on ABC at the same time as NBC. Um, literally, like down to the minute. Like ABC wanted to test me, screen test me for their show. My team was like, "You can't screen test until we've, you know, which you know, which job do you want?" And I was like, "I had to have a lawyer at the last minute, like the eleventh hour, to try to negotiate like over the phone." And I was like, "I don't know any lawyers." And my manager was like, "We know a great one. Easy done." (laughs) So like literally, we met him on the phone. So he could try to hurry up and like negotiate between the both of them and see what was what. And like, I was like, literally like, at Warner Brothers on their lot, like about to go in and like screen test and they were like, hold them off because you know, which one do you want? I was like, I really want AP Bio. And I was like, I feel like it's my job. And I was like, you know, I feel like Seth is me and she is, I am her. I'm not my sister's keeper. I am my sister, all the things. And they (laughs) were like, and they were like, great. And like, literally, the minute that they were like ready to bring me in, like my team called me with my lawyer and they were like, you got the job, you got the deal with NPC, you're done. And I was like, but it was like a day of like going back and forth and being like, do you want to check in? Which one do you want? Great. We're talking so it. down right now to the which, wire. So down. Like we almost have a deal, but you still have to go out for this other audition just in case we can't get to a deal because so that way you don't miss this job. Like literally, and then being like, you got it. Gratefully leave the premises and let's celebrate and it was but it was like so great but I'm like truly happy that I stuck with my gut because I was like no and I was like I want this job like I really want to do this one and
1: definitely yeah it's it is such a good show and you are deaf you are 100% right you're perfect for that role um and as any fan of the show will undoubtedly you know enjoy the friendship between fellow actresses Jean philippe and mary son as you touched on as much as i do what i'd love to know is you know like at what point the show's production did all of you meet because i know you mentioned you read pretty early on with mary um Mm -hmm. and did you guys just kind of sort of click or is there a bit of a process in establishing like this believable friendship on screen
2: you know what? I feel like right away we clicked and like I met Mary first and like right away. And we have a mutual like really good friend that we all like get, a, like we all are like the same vibe, which I was yeah. like, I don't know how I hadn't met her before. Cause me and mutual mm-hmm. friend I've known for like a couple years, but we clicked right away and like joke the same and just kind of like have the same type of like energy. And the gene, I met Jean because, once I got hired, um, they still asked me to come in and test with the other teachers um, so that way, yeah. you know, they could vibe out, like, the friendship, and I met Jean at the screen test, and um, why, she was one of the few people besides, Susie Mary, who I'd already, like, met with, but I had met Jean that, like, made me laugh, like, in the middle of the test that, like, almost made me break, and I just, like, was, like, and so right away, it was kind of like, and I was like, oh, I want her like who's that and she Mary knew her and so we were like all in the parking lot and poor Jean because she had another commercial audition and couldn't find her car in the lot of universal with me and Mary are like gabbing and I'm like that was so funny Jean you're great and she's like crying and like trying to find her car and it's like I have to be in Santa Monica in five minutes and I'm like but your dress is great like she probably wanted to like even though <laughs> we shut up but even in that, I know I knew comedically right away that we all got along and and so it was just a matter of time and once we all came on and like shot everything, we actually really did kind of very quickly slip into this um, as we've been called before, like a little Greek chorus type of trio thing where I feel like we all don't have the same exact kind of comedic energy, but we complement each other very well. Yeah, it's just we're all improvisers we already really are good with, like, give and take with each other and lending to the other person to, you know, help them be funny and add to their joke. And, like, we are all, like, kind of selfless in that way Or I think it just works because not one of us is out trying to, uh, trying to out-funny the other one.
1: Well, okay, so I'm also curious. Another person that you're definitely interacting a lot with in the show is Principal Durbin, which obviously is played by the great Patton Oswalt. Um, I What's it like filming some of those scenes? Because there are moments in that show where – you're just breaking a broken man (laughs) like it's pretty it's pretty savage uh i mean Patton
2: is like a little genius baby it's so he's so (laughs) sweet and amazing and like love pat love i love Patton. but he truly is like a master class and acting to watch him work because he's so like effortlessly effortlessly good like it's it's so easy like it seems so easy for him that i'm just like God, one day I want to get, like, Pat. And, like, he's also so giving where if we have seen that it's, like, the three of us and him and we're, like, riffing and, like, improvising, and in between yeah. takes, you think that, and we always are paying attention for each other, but he's taking it to the next level where in between takes, he's like, oh, and Lyric, Mary, you know, Gene, remember, you know, you guys say this after that because it was a really good punch, like, it was a really good button, and, like, it's really funny. And so he's, like, always listening for everyone else's stuff and not just himself which is just so great because i'm like you don't have to you could check out and just sit on the couch because like oh yeah it's just the three of us being stupid but he's not like
1: well and it's so helpful too which is great and not an ego thing you know it's just genuinely trying to get the best product out there for the show
2: yes yeah no ego at all which is great
1: Yeah. And, you know, something I really enjoy in the show is that, you know, the three of you are starting to get a lot more screen times, definitely towards the back half. Um, You know, leading into that, are there any story arcs you'd like to see the writers put forward for Steph in future episodes?
2: You know, the one thing I really want to see, because we touched on this in the pilot and, you know, this mystery man that showed up soaking wet on Steph's porch and... (laughs) Ever since then, as I wanted a butt pick, just like these men that she's dating. And I'm like, who is a men in Steph's life? So, that's the one thing I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I hope we get to see Steph on some dates. What a romantical interest. You know, just seeing what that is. Because after touching on that, I'm like, I'm, I need to see Steph's selection process. Oh, yeah.
1: There's that mystery <laughs> that you want to solve for sure.
2: <laughs> yeah. So, that's one of the things I'm like, what is she into?
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, And then lastly, what was your favorite episode of season one now that it's completed?
2: My favorite episode? You know what? I feel like there's several of them, but the one that immediately comes to mind is the dance one. one I think that we all got to be together. The teachers, the kids, Patton, Glenn, um, Paula, like every like it was such just a group effort and it was so fun to do a dance scene and it was so fun to dress up and like I speak with the kids and just everyone and it was so many people and like the energy was just so electric and great so I think that that definitely is one of my favorite because we all got to be together every day like that week which was just so cool and do like the blood stuff and it was just really fun
1: well before we close the show I'd love to know if there's anything else that you'd like to promote or have the listeners check out
2: Oh, well, I would say definitely check out Season 1 of AP Bio that is currently streaming on Hulu, and I think you can buy the DVD if people still buy those. Please purchase for a collector's item, please, for free. Um, But, yeah, definitely check out uh, Stream Us right now because we're on it and then we come back in February. So Stream Us, stream over and over to get ready for February so we can pick up right where we left off. Um, People can check me out on Instagram. I'm very active on Insta. Um, Lyric D. Lewis, very, I will respond. I love a good Instagram story, love a good super zoom and a good meme. So send me, send me that. Um, also on Twitter, Lyric said, wow, with three A's. Um, I'll talk back there too. Send me some fun, um, just fun things, fun, exciting things. Um, and yeah, and I think that's it. And people, um, if anyone's in the Los Angeles area, come check me out at the Ground Um I'm currently in a show on our Halloween show but I'm there often so come check out a live show and come holler at me in the lobby or not e- either
1: or <laughs> well I love it and I, as always we always leave links to everyone's social media uh, pages on the show so that people can connect and further learn more about what you're into day to day but seriously thanks again so much for joining me on the show today Lyric thank you for having me this was so much fun Well, that's the end of episode 30 of the Film Reviewer podcast. Please show your support for the FR podcast by leaving a review on iTunes, Google Play Music, or wherever you happen to listen to the show. Be sure to follow the company's social media accounts on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Revere Network to get all updates first. As always, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Film Reviewer podcast. Have a great week.